I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And I'm Coach Victoria. And today we're going to be talking about why they're not ready to commit. This can be very frustrating. Mm -hmm. Oh, for years. Especially yeah. for those of you who have an anxious attachment style and really want to lock them down. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, that could really trigger you and just make you feel unsafe and really unhappy in a relationship. And, you know, if you've been dating somebody for a while, you can get really frustrated and, like, feel like the person isn't really uh, committed to the relationship or the commitment. Yeah. And, you know, it can be really confusing, especially if they're giving you mixed messages mm -hmm. and then you're liable to be frustrated and disappointed. So we're going to look at why people don't want to commit. What's going on with them? what the struggles are, and we're going to explore some of these things so it can maybe help you understand what might be going on with somebody that you've been dating that isn't ready to commit. Right, so some of these that we're going to list today are inspired by romantic research by Carl Rusbolt, who did the investment model. You all can Google this if you want to learn more. Mm -hmm. There's also Stanley and Markman who made a commitment inventory, which mm. is basically a type of questionnaire cool. that assesses how committed one is to their relationship. Mm -hmm. And then Jesse Owen expanded on this um, and made a more modern version called the revised commitment inventory. Okay. So, so he's like, out. no, I'm doing the revised commitment inventory. <laughs> I'm not committing to this <laughs> commitment list that you have. So check those out if you're really interested into the nitty gritty of it. Mm -hmm. So the first one is about attachment styles. So we do talk a lot about attachment styles on the channel. If you're unsure about what that is, review plenty of our other videos. We have hundreds of videos on that. In fact, we have a recent one on a review of attachment styles <laughs> yes. that go. was pretty long and in depth. So. Right. so the first reason why somebody wouldn't commit could be because they have an avoidant attachment style. So basically, it means that they have learned that closeness and intimacy with somebody is not safe mm -hmm. or rewarding in any way. So they avoid any type of commitment to avoid that closeness and intimacy. They feel almost tied down in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they hate that feeling. Mm -hmm. Oh, like nothing else, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you may find that when you're dating someone that has an avoidant attachment style that they don't want to talk about the commitment they don't want to have those conversations mm -hmm. um anytime you try and get into serious topics mm -hmm. or discussions about the commitment they're looking for excuses not to have it mm -hmm. or um minimizing it or saying things like we'll talk about it later um they could be looking for excuses mm -hmm. right they may be saying, well, I'm focused on this thing at work right now, or mm -hmm. I've got this issue with my family or, you know, whatever excuse that it's for some reason, they're just mm -hmm. not 
in a good place to be in a relationship right now. Right. Now, sometimes people really aren't ready to get into a new relationship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, particularly if they've just come out of a long-term relationship or marriage, mm -hmm. right. that is a really good time That's not to get into a relationship. That's a very legitimate reason to not be ready. Because if the other person or you haven't had the time to grieve, it won't work. Yeah. yeah, so if somebody is just coming yeah. out of a relationship, something long-term, they need time to heal, process, look at what happened, what, what went wrong, and get over that person and move forward if that's what they're going to do. But that's the only excuse we're buying, right? <laughs> is that the only one? That, is that the only one? <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> it is a good one, though. That is a valid one. Yeah. But no, it's true. People can be very hung up on their ex, so they won't be able to commit to you because they want to be available if their ex does come back. Yeah, just like many of you watching this video, exactly. if you started dating somebody new, you'd freak out if your ex came back. Right, and many of you who are watching this know how difficult a breakup is and know how much thought goes into it and how much processing it takes. So all of those emotions take up a lot of energy and that takes away the energy that you could give to another relationship. Thus that commitment part isn't there. Yeah, that's another one. Mm -hmm. Now here's another one that's pretty legitimate, Margaret. Mm -hmm. If the person hasn't really individuated from their family and they're still stuck. Oh, absolutely, that's huge and that's very common. But most people in that situation have no idea that they haven't. Mm. That's true. But if you're dating somebody that is afraid of commitment, you might want to take a look at what's going on with their family uh, because, you Absolutely. know, they probably haven't really separated from them and don't really make their own choices. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how you judge it. Um, when your question is, is this person has this person separated from their family of origin in a healthy way? And as Craig just said, it's all about their ability to make independent decisions. I don't want to work in the noodle factory, even though my family has owned it for years. Mm -hmm. I would rather become, I don't know, a travel agent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad for noodles, 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 but <laughs> it is. we have a cartoon in the Creative Healing Course where somebody works at noodles, noodles, noodles. <laughs> but you bring up a great point that they might not even know, they, they might not know. even be aware. Um, and that also goes for the avoidant attachment style also. Mm -hmm. All the person knows is that they feel uncomfortable. So they can't quite name it, so they think, oh, it's work, oh, it's this. So you might hear a slew of different excuses, essentially, right. um, why they can't commit to you. And that's why we talk about self-awareness mm -hmm. so often. Right. But the family is also a big issue. Um, the family might have some hesitancy about you, um, in particular if they don't want their child leaving the family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Many times, you know, the child is seen as somebody who's supposed to take care of the parents. There could also be other issues like racism mm -hmm. that's there. Um, perhaps you're in a gay relationship or a non-traditional relationship that the parents mm -hmm. wouldn't approve of. Mm -hmm. The parents might have a lot of influence on your partner and could make the difference as to if they commit to you or not. I really think that happens more often than we realize. Mm -hmm. um, because the person involved doesn't understand that they're overly involved or being smothered by the family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's difficult because you think, aren't you an adult? Can't you make your own decision? Why are you letting your parents r run your life? 
but really, you know, they might live with their parents, they might have to go home and hear this day in and day out. Even if they don't live with their parents, they might have very frequent communication. Right. You know, their mom might be calling them, oh, are you still with so-and-so? Um, so there's many different ways that a family can influence how committed somebody can be to you. One of my favorite questions that has served me well for I won't tell you how many years is how often do you talk with your mother? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it just a, a little bit of insight into how much separation has right. really gone on yeah. there. Right, and along the same vein, um, a lot of people just struggle with making their own decisions in general. So if they have friend groups who are against the relationship, they might be listening to other sources that are telling them to not commit or you know, friends that want them to remain single with them because they fear they might lose the friend if they are in a relationship. So these things can also happen. Pressure can come in all different forms in all different directions. Um, so just be aware of those different factors that can affect how committed somebody can be to you. Yeah, because if their friends and family or, or friends are putting a lot of pressure oh, on sure. them and, and they can't say, well, listen, guys, I really love this person because mm -hmm. they treat me well and you guys have to give them a chance. That's a sign of how uh, individuated they are, how mature they are about making their own decisions right. and deciding what they're going to do for themselves and how they want to live their lives regardless of what other people may be saying or disagreeing with. So you want to make sure that the person that you're dating is, you know, emotionally mature enough. And so, Margaret, like, you really want to look at where they are, like, developmentally. Yes, in their developmental stages of growing into an adult. And actually, the first task is that of adolescence, where we begin to move away from our family a little bit and to connect with friends instead. So it's a step beyond, if you're being influenced by your friends, it's at least a step beyond letting your family tell you what to do. But then you have to take the step beyond the friends and make your own adult decision. Mm -hmm. And there's also another stage in there that we don't talk about as often, um, but it's that exploration part of your youth. And we see this a lot with couples who have been together for a long time and started dating very early on, mm -hmm. where they never really had a chance to see what, what's out there and date other people. Um, so this is also another reason why somebody might not be available to commit. Some people just feel like they haven't seen enough of the world, and we right. talk to a lot of people in that exact situation. Um, so this definitely affects how committed they can be to you. Yeah, because if you don't really do that stage in life, you're going to wind up with somebody that has a midlife crisis. That's exactly what happens. Mm -hmm. um, and I always phrase the question as, are they ready, are they free to commit? Or is there an ex or a family of origin mm -hmm. or a group of friends who has undue influence? Yeah. Now, another big one, and this is absolutely huge, is the person's mental health. Mm -hmm. People that really struggle with anxiety and depression and trauma very often don't have the energy to commit to another person. They're struggling with their day-to-day -day life, uh, with their emotions. If they're depressed, they're probably very exhausted and they just don't have the energy to commit to somebody else and somebody else's needs. Right. Yeah, they're struggling too much to live through the day yeah. and deal with their own needs. Right. I see a lot of breakups around depression. Yes, I'm sure you do. 
where the ex is depressed and they couldn't do it any longer. They couldn't maintain the relationship any longer because the ex was so depressed. Mm -hmm. the, the, well, the person that was depressed ended the relationship. Okay, because they didn't have the energy. Mm -hmm. I had a, a call last week with yeah. a girl. She was a, dating a guy in the military and he, you know, she wasn't sure if she had done something wrong or if it really was his mental health. Well, this guy is uh, getting, I guess, a discharge from the military for his mental health. Because, oh my. And he's in group therapy, individual therapy. He's seeing a psychiatrist and maybe a psychologist. There's all kinds of stuff going on. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. It wasn't your fault. He, all those things are really the reason that he couldn't do this anymore. And people still blame themselves. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And so I had to say, look at this. Look at how poor his mental health is. He, he's leaving the military because of this. He had trauma and depression and anxiety, all these things. So I'm like, no, it wasn't your fault. No. And yeah. yet she still blamed herself. Yeah. And sometimes people will even tell you. Uh, we've had people who said, oh, well, my ex said that they were... Um, diagnosed with borderline or they said that they were bipolar and they just kind of gloss over these details and never really think about how that could affect their relationship. Yeah. Dear God, it can affect, affect their entire lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of times people might think, oh, well, I'll love them no matter what. It doesn't matter to me. But what they're telling you is this is going to affect my ability to commit to you. Yeah. So people don't really take that as seriously as they should. So. When people tell you who they are, listen to them, yes. believe them. Yes. Yeah, you're on the third date and they tell you, I'm bipolar. And you just like, okay. Yeah. And then, you know, six months later, you're, they're throwing things at your head. The first manic state. Yeah, they're throwing things at your head. Punching yes. holes in the wall and you're yeah. like, oh. Yeah. You need to ask a little more what this means to them. Yeah. What do they know about it? Mm -hmm. You know, but all that sort of thing. In the beginning, you just like them because yeah. you're around them and all those hormones yeah. take over. Have all those happy hormones yeah. tell yeah. us everything's fine. <laughs> and I think it's also reflective of what we know about mental health as a society. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not taught these things in school. Nobody tells us even what these diagnoses are or mean. Uh, many people might even know somebody with this diagnosis, but just not know anything about it. Yeah. Um, so the more educated you can be, the better partner you can be to whoever it is. Absolutely. So another big sign that they're not ready to commit is about their future plans. So if they have a job that's in a different city that they plan on moving, or if the relationship is long distance and they don't have any intention of you know, moving to make the relationship work, they're just very hyper-focused on whatever that goal is. And, you know, we had one recently where it was about a green card. Oh, yes, indeed we did. Yep. So, you know, these types of commitments to other things or other goals and plans in life can keep them from their commitment to you. Um, and this is one that can be particularly heartbreaking because it feels like, oh, are they choosing a job over me? Are they choosing, you know, this other location to live over me uh, but these are realities and decisions that this person has to take yeah you know i had a call this week with a girl who was dating a guy for like many years and uh, almost 10 years and he just up and moved back to another country mm. I, I told you a little bit about this call where mm -hmm. we were trying to just figure out if it was because mom was elderly and he felt guilty or if he was questioning his sexuality because mm. at a younger or age both. or both. Yeah, exactly. Um, but 
you know, he wouldn't really commit to her for many years. And then even before the breakup, he's still saying, well, I'll give you a baby. And then a week mm. later, he's like leaving her. So talk about the mixed messages. And he said to her, I'm all over the place. But, you know, you know, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking, well, maybe he knew all along he was going to move back to that country and just didn't tell her. And didn't say yeah. so. Mm-hmm. That would be not fair. No. Yeah. And she didn't even realize it was that he was really going until he brought a bunch of his valuable stuff that he really liked mm. with him and she didn't know that it was taken out of their his lockbox. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but these are big decisions that people make um, and there can be a lot of practical barriers to that like visas and all of the applications that you have to do in order to be together uh, for some of the relationships that you all are in. Um, so these are real practical things that can affect somebody's commitment. They might love you, but maybe not uh, to the extent of going through all of this process to be with you. Um, and those are decisions that people make. Um, and it feels really painful yeah. when you feel like I'm not worth that. Right. And you're, meanwhile, you'll do anything to make it work. Right. So that really hurts. Right. And if you've ever watched the 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. Um, you will learn a whole lot more about all that. Yeah, that's a great show. <laughs> it's very enlightening. It yeah. well it shows you what people go through yeah. with visas and going from country to country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So lastly, and very anticlimactically, a reason why they will not be able to commit is just because they haven't spent enough time with you to decide. So I know we've talked a lot about long-term relationships and long-distance relationships. Uh, but it's possible that maybe you've just been dating somebody for a couple months and they're just not ready yet. Maybe they don't know enough about you or feel like uh, they haven't explored who you are. They don't really have a good grasp of that yet. And truly, after the first six months of dating somebody, you really don't know who somebody is. No, you don't. No. And I always maintain you have to know someone for at least a year. Mm -hmm. The reason being that there are some people who respond to other times of years, other different times of year and different anniversaries in their lives. There are people sometimes who get depressed every year on their mother's birthday if mm -hmm. she has passed, There are all, or the anniversary of a divorce. There are all kinds of things. So I say see somebody through the year and see what their anniversaries are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are many reasons that somebody might not be ready for a relationship. Sure. And we just wanted to cover on some of them today to give you a better idea. Hopefully you found it helpful and you can think about your situation. And of course, if you want to talk to us about it, that's what we're here for. You can get our help on my website, AskCraig.net. You can sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is available for Skype coaching. If you feel that I can be helpful, please sign up. And Coach Victoria will be here training with us. I'll be here. And we'd also like to hear from you. So if you've experienced any reasons as to why it's difficult for someone to commit, just comment below and let us know. Yeah, absolutely. We like to hear what you guys say too. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And I'm Coach Victoria. And we will talk with you soon. To get my help personally, go to AskCraig.net and click on Schedule Coaching and choose the option that works best for you. I do email coaching or Skype. To schedule a coaching with Margaret, click on Margaret on the top of the page and order a Skype with her. For the Knowledge Creative Healing course, click on the link at the top of the page and click Get Started Now.